And you know what time it is every Tuesday at 8, another exciting edition of the MCW cast. I'm Legacy, MCW MC, Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara. Welcome to the MCW cast. I like how Danny Mays refers to you as the heart of MCW <laughs> uh, in that one ad that we have that one bumper. That's what he refers to you as. That's and I, I love that. I think that that's an appropriate moniker for you after all these years. Oh, thank you. Going on 21. 21 this month. Yep, absolutely. My August goodness. 2000 was when I walked through the door of Bone Breakers. The very yeah, hot door. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Bone Breakers in August, I can imagine. We, I know. You know. Walked in going, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are all these years later. Um, uh, thanks again to shout out to all of our, our weekly listeners. You know, the MCW cast is really just take it off. And it's really something that people look forward to every Tuesday hearing from us. Yeah, really on all the podcast platforms are really listenership is really going up and up. So it's good. It's pretty neat to see, um, you know, we're just a, a indie, independent promotion in Maryland, but we got listeners in South Africa and England and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Dominican Republic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Internationally known. You know? <laughs> so thank and you to all. You of too them. can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Castbox, along with uh you can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And when you watch on on Facebook, we like to see those hearts, you know, when you're watching along on Tuesday and I see you, Greg Papa Lucas, I see you, Charles Donnie, Dr. D, I see you too. We like to see those hearts and those, uh, you know, thumbs up like, hey, we like this. That uh, helps the algorithm mm -hmm. that along with subscribing and sharing. And when you share those feeds. Yeah, share, share. Make sure to share them to your friends. Let the whole world know how it's going down here at MCW Pro. And if you are listening on any of the podcast platforms, make sure you subscribe because that helps from the from the podcast platform. That helps our algorithm there. Um, when you not just listen to it, but make sure you sub subscribe to the podcast as well, this platform. And I know mm -hmm. it might feel like we're beating a dead horse because we typically come to you every week and mention all these things, but it does help. And we do see you participating and following what it is that we're we're asking. And speaking of which, don't forget that hashtag, AskMCWCast. That's right. And also, we want to say thanks to our Coffee Club members, of course, for your continued support. We wouldn't be here without you, so we really appreciate you keeping us fueled on the cast. So if you, too, want to be a part of the Coffee Club and you get insider access to asking our guests questions and um, so forth, please go to buymeacoffee.com. MC Slash, slash MCW cast. Cast. I, I don't know why. It's okay. I, I stumbled on that too. one. I stumbled on that last time too. But anyway, so we thank you for supporting us. Just one of the many ways that you can support us in addition to uh, following us, subscribing, all of that. And of course, coming to our live events. We are back. Heck yeah. Yeah. Way, the door. way too long. I know. Right. Yeah, 17 months. Two. It's hard to believe it was 17 months in between shows. You know, we, for, you know, we, we, you know, we don't run like some of the big major companies, but, you know, we've, we're pretty steady for the last, you know, you know, 15 years, two shows a month, sometimes yeah. three shows a month. So um, to all of a sudden, that was just so awkward to come to a grinding halt and then be down for so long. Yeah, you, you, know? you couldn't believe it was happening when it was happening. You remember? You were <laughs> yeah, like, I told, yeah, you know? I am. Um, <laughs> I, well, yeah, it just because it was surreal. Like when it, well, if you remember that whole week you go back, I mean, I know it's like reliving a nightmare for people, right. but that week that things shut down, it was like it escalated so quickly because, you know, I'm 47 years old. I'd never had anything like that. So it just didn't seem like that's not nothing like that could be this serious. And well, then, you know, you have, it, it was really, it was, it was in the media, but it wasn't 
in the media until all of a sudden then it was I mean you were hearing yeah. about like it Italy and other stuff but Italy it yeah it was a big it didn't one. consume the media so it was you know a lot of people yeah just hadn't kind of registered but that whole week leading up to it was like yeah it went from you know because we, we had two shows that weekend uh, that's what Remember? i'm saying they from were, a promoter standpoint you were tunnel visioned on you know yeah on you the shows like, that weekend we had our job in hollywood which yeah. were two of our regular buildings and um we had big shows you know 500 I, tickets sold for joppa and like the same amount for hollywood so yeah once a, once the week before a show you guys know because you guys you, you know you guys especially tara so much in the office, so to speak, of MCW, how much goes on. Like, the week before a show, it just gets crazy. And when you got two shows that weekend, it's like, it's hard mm-hmm. to even get, like, regular shoot jobs done or work right. done, like, because it's, like, just so many things leading up to a show. So, yeah, I was tunnel vision, and then when the commission's like, well, the governor might shut the state down, and I remember, was like, what, for the flu? <laughs> like, I remember being like, what are you talking about, for this flu thing? That's you know, Dan, you're not the only that's... one. I remember uh, Brett Lauderdale, the promoter for GCW, when we were gearing up for, you know, I guess, Tampa that year, the mania shows that were supposed to happen there. I remember him tweeting out, guys. It's a flu, you yeah. know, you know, that like, so that mindset of a promoter of being tunnel vision for, we got to get to the finish line. I got these tickets sold. I got this talent booked. Mm-hmm. I got this build, building booked. It's like, guys, it's a hey. flu. Come well, on. It's like in the wintertime when it's, you know, when there's the threat of a flurry in the air, we get how many messages come through going, what are you going to do about the show tonight? Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? We're going to drive to We're the gonna show. You're going to put <laughs> your big boy pants on yeah. and you're going to drive yeah. slowly yeah. through the snow and we'll see you there. I mean, I know we've discussed this on early episodes of the cast because it's, it's like, it just goes to that mindset of two like in the wrestling business. I mean, I've talked about it. Remember, I had the show on the military base the Saturday after 9-11. I've told this yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And I was livid with Fort Meade that they were canceling the show because I had a thousand tickets sold. Right. And I'm I'm like arguing like, I mean, again, to my defense, I was 24 promoter right, like right. three years. And I'm like, I have a thousand tickets sold. Why are you canceling? They're like, the country just got attacked by terrorists, right. like for an army base. Yeah. You know you what I mean? Another I was world like, war. It didn't register. I was livid. You guys remember this because yeah. you probably remember me down the school going, this is. BS man. <laughs> I was getting. I got married that week too, That's so right. it was it was yeah. like yeah. double things. Yeah. I was like, wait, we have a show, and oh, it was. I just couldn't yeah. believe that the, that they. I couldn't register to me why a military base had to shut down after three thousand people were killed in the biggest terrorist attack in the history of the country. But I was twenty four yeah. years old, a year or two under. You know what I mean? But wrestling, everything revolved around wrestling. So yeah, here it is. 20 some years later the you're kind of reliving it, reliving it. Like, in some what do you mean? way shame or, yeah the governor can't shut the state down for a cold that, well, that's little just... i know what obviously happened and came of it this last 17 months but well when hogan wow. drops who, that who leg yeah. and that just shows how much that we make this a priority in our lives and how much we put into it and how it really does become kind of consuming and we just become you know entrenched in it and the rest of the world kind of ceases to exist yeah. like yeah. i know i'm terrible at like a show weekend you know, I, I won't respond to emails. I won't do that, you know, and I'll get people for birthday parties going, oh, you didn't reply to me. I'm like, it was a show weekend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know, know like and, it's you, just and you know that what way. that kind of goes back to? Maybe you can relate like this is like people, you know, again, at almost 50 years old, I you know, people that don't know wrestling and people be intrigued by it. But I'll, I've always said like wrestling always my whole life since I was eight years old has protected me from unhappiness like other mm-hmm. things you're going through yeah. in life you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's like rest and i and that was taken away 
You know what I mean? Like, your protection, you, you know, you yeah, know? you're, yeah. you know, like you're going through, you're going through some bad stuff in life. It used to be when I wrestled for, you know, 15 years, I remember like, man, once you're in that ring, like no matter what I'm going through a divorce yeah. or yeah. my house is being foreclosed okay. on, like, man, I'm in that ring. And, mm-hmm. it's all and that as, as a promoter, it, that's, that does the same thing for me shows like yeah. leading up to a shows I could, mm-hmm. no matter what I was going through on a show day, everything shut off and I was just a wrestling promoter doing what i've wanted to do since i you know what i mean yeah. now you're just lost in that you're lost mm-hmm. so like it's it's like wrestling has always taken me away from any other bad thing going on at that time in my life and um me even at 47 years old man it sucked not yeah. having that for the last year and a mm-hmm. half you know it really yep. sucked. well i think yeah. everybody i speak for everybody here that we are glad to be back and in the swing of things again and we've got a great guest today Absolutely. for our episode don't we larry yeah we do have a great guest but what about our guests last week we're very right. insightful talk with the king ryan mcbride mm-hmm. sorry yeah. i missed that when it i was, was out uh, welcome yeah. back danny by the way yeah yeah i just <laughs> was tied up a couple weeks there was so much going on leading into the first show back yeah well ryan sorry. mcbride is lucky you weren't here because i would have i would have been I would have liked to see you press him about the cruiserweight championship. You know that, <laughs> oh, we, are, that. we are missing right. that over yeah, there on our shelf. Um, he was the last <laughs> champion. So right. if anyone knows could track that that sucker down, it would the, be Ryan. The, the case of the missing cruiser weight. Yes, remember that? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> the, it was the cruiser title Let's because the belt maker back. spelled cruiserweight wrong. <laughs> yeah, right? and we just never got it that. We just never got it fixed. Well, let's find it and bring the cruiserweight belt back, baby. That's right. You know, I don't know. All right, so who do we have this week? Well, it's a great segue, Tara, because we go from Ryan McBride with all those Mm -hmm. accolades and championships to our guest this week. And I love how we've just come full circle. One of our first pair of guests on the cast ever were two-thirds of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, Moses and Khan. Mm -hmm. And this week, we have former Ring of Honor television champion and the other third of the six man reigning and defending Ring of Honor's tag team champions, Shane Taylor of Shane Taylor Promotions, the CEO, the leader of Shane Taylor Promotions, is with us right here in studio this week. All right, right after this break. And we are back, and not a moment too soon. Just like I said, without any further ado, our guest this week in studio with us. Mm-hmm. Former Ring of Honor World Television Champion, mm-hmm. one-third of the current Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, mm-hmm. the man, the leader of Shane Taylor Promotions. And the baddest of all time. <laughs> and the baddest <laughs> of all time. Yeah. You ain't got to tell me twice. Shane Taylor in studio with us. Welcome to the MCW cast. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, we, we, like I said. introduction, Larry. Well, we've yeah, come full wow. circle. I feel, I feel it in my bones, you know, having... <laughs> Moses and Khan with us uh, at the onset earlier during the uh, the infancy of the cast, and now mm-hmm. the man is with us in studio today. My guys, and it's been uh, such a great, you know, great, great feeling to be a part of seeing their growth and their maturation over over the last year and a half or so that they've been with me. Uh, to be guys from MCW, to see them at the dojo, to them busting their ass every single day, to then people saying, you know, well, we just don't know what to do with them. We we just don't we just don't see it. And I go, I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Right on. And then all you have to do, and it just shows, you know, like just like a lot of things in life, when you have people who have it, all they need is the opportunity to showcase it. And once they do, then all of a sudden, there's that light switch. Now everybody can somehow now see what you saw. 
You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. to watch them uh, gain confidence every single match, every single promo, every single time we go out, just watching them go up, 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 up. Man, there's there's no better feeling when you do this other than the looks that you see on like fans' faces, right? Yeah. But to see the people that you've uh, not not necessarily mentored or, or or taught, but just have guided, you know what I mean? Uh, because they do. I tell people all the time, this is just me guiding them and watching them do all the work, right? This is just me. Gu- all right, no, this way. There you go. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Um, to be able to see that has been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's um it's it's awesome to see them go to that next level with you. Uh, obviously, we really appreciate. I know I do. Like you, kind of taking them under your wing because to kind of get that growth, you need you, it's always go up. I've always told whether it's you know all the people I've helped break in, whether it was like them or Leo or Mickey James or Lita, like we're you know where we are down here at MCW, we teach them so much, and and the wrestling business, you have to keep you have to keep climbing that ladder and i've always explained it as a ladder on the rung and that's just i'm i'm comfortable with my spot where i'm at on you know down at the bottom of the but you know on that ladder but without guys putting in that work um having that desire and being able to make those connections and get those opportunities to go rung to the rung to the, you know to keep mm-hmm. growing um and you've done that for them to help them grow as performers it's awesome we appreciate it no i know, mean and, the the <clears throat> pleasure is is is, is all mine uh, that's that's my mentality about life, though, in general, yeah. right? Um, coming from where I come from, um, it, it's good for someone to have individual success, mm-hmm. but that's not going to change. Uh, that's not going to change any cycles. That that's not going to fix any of, of the problems that you have. Only when that person can be successful, reach back, pull yeah, everybody absolutely. with them, mm-hmm. and now you know instead of one millionaire, you have two. Instead yeah. of two, now you have five. Instead right. of five, now you have ten. And that's how all of this is supposed to work. So right. um and that's that's exactly what I want to showcase that spirit. That's what we embody um in STP is that spirit of look, we can go out here and be everything that our counterparts can be, be unified and all reach the same goal t- together mm-hmm. without any of the uh, stuff that you see uh, predominantly in the media or in music or in anything else. When you see us, you get, especially kids, right? You get to see heroes that look like you that are doing all the things that you want to do without any of the negative stereotypes and connotations that go along with it. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's that's the best part about this is being able to see and have this vision, have everybody that's with me have the same goal because they've seen the same stereotypes in mm-hmm. wrestling, the same BS, the same stuff that I, I've seen my entire life. Yeah. Having our fans be asking for this, like, look, mm-hmm. can we stop having this? Can yep. we stop having the same five black characters right. for 50 years? Yeah. Right. Yeah, We've talked about that with some of our guests before and how important representation is and not Absolutely. just that, but positive connotations and positive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, attributes and characteristics and so forth like you're absolutely yes and and, and having that representation is great Mm -hmm. having that representation be good at the same time is better yes because you can't just and it is what it is but you can't just have um i'm trying to think i'm trying to think the word but you can't just have like the Token group here, oh, sure, like yeah. you, you, sure. you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like, uh-huh. like, you can't just have okay. Well, we're well, we'll insert this 
because this fills the quota. Right. Right. And, ju- and just because you're here, like, no, you have to be here and you have to be good. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. Because right. that's that's what's going to progress. Right. That's what's going to be able to show everyone, like, look, see, I told you we could do it. Right. And we are. 100 percent tearing down those walls every day that's great every day and we talk about this this becomes a Mm -hmm. reoccurring theme Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. many of our guests is the Mm -hmm. the early on guidance and and sort of who showed you the way and we want the mcw pro faithful that are listening right now to to learn more about who first guided you onto the path to becoming the baddest of all time so tell us a little bit about your your origin story that's a are we talking about in wrestling or in life well, in we, wrestling, we but we'd love to hear in life, you know. Okay. Either uh, one. For wrestling, uh, that would have have to be Ray Rowe. I knew. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. if, if if anybody knows me, if, if you followed my my career for a day or the fourteen years that I've been doing this, which is crazy to think about, mm-hmm. um, Ray Rowe is going to be that answer a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, uh, I was also trained by a guy named J Rock. Give it up one time. Um, but Ray being from the east side, you know, we uh wrestled each other in high school, like our, our schools wrestled. Mm-hmm. Uh he beat me. I I was sick that day though, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but um man trying to put into words what someone like that has meant for me in my life. You're talking about a kid who was told, you know, you you shouldn't be in wrestling. Someone like you, you know, can't be a star. Someone like you can't lead a company. Someone like 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 you only has this role. You can only be these things. This is what you're supposed to be. This is how fans are going to see you and have him say, screw all that. Mm-hmm. I see the work you put in every day, the the passion that that you have, the intensity that you have to be able to like I'm doing with Khan and, and Moses and all my guys. To go, hey, you know what? Cool. Let me guide you this way. Let me show you how it should be done. And then watch you go out on your own and implement all of those things your way. Um, he's uh, he helped me move down to Texas when I first got when I first got there. Had no job yet. Was trying to. He's like, you know what? I, I got the first month. All your bills got you. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. And like where it. I was I'd stayed at his old place, which isn't cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm yeah. I, so I'm in this like gated community and I'm like, uh, I don't belong here, fam. He's like, you do just wait. Just you know what I mean? Like yeah. and to where now here we are fa- fast forward a few years own my own home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Two kids married all through this crazy world of pro wrestling that he got me into. You, you know what I mean? So. Um, to be able to not only have the success that I've had, but mm-hmm. to be able to help others um, is all blossomed from that railroad tree uh, to be able to see him come, him come back from something that should have killed him in that yeah. car crash and oh, yeah. in, in, in the bike crash um, to be able to see him heal, grow, be stronger than he was before, be more focused than he was to be able to now be able to have, Every damn near every title checked off as far as tag team titles go, um, to being a legendary tag team wrestler, which he is, yes, and not only be at his dream job, but have the love of his life, have his first son, to be able able to watch him do all of this, you know, what I mean, like his success, I feel better about even more so than than my own or anybody else's because you just know the kind of person he is. 
you know, it just goes forward to hammer forth the point that being good, you know, not for anything to reap the benefits of being good, but being good, just being a good person, each one to teach mm -hmm. one, the next one mm -hmm. builds up, is only going to build you higher. Because look right. at the monumental success Ray Rowe has had in his career mm -hmm. uh, since, you know, guiding you. Mm -hmm. And I remember meeting you in Texas. I remember meeting you and Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. And before I met you, Ray Rowe said, hey, my man's coming to Texas, you know, look out for him, you know. And mm -hmm. there was not much that I could do, but right. I understood where he was coming from. Like, this is a brother of mine that is getting shown the way, kind of like how Luke Hawks did the same thing same. for me and, and mm -hmm. Ray Rowe when I was in Ring of Honor in, the, you know, 2014. He said, it's my guy, Ray Rowe. You know, keep an eye out for him. He's good people, you know. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Luke. Luke, same, same guy. You know what I mean? Um, Political ideologies aside, okay, right, of course, right, <laughs> right. In this room, uh, right, 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 right. right you know what I mean? Past, um, you know? So, but Luke is also one of those those guys. One of the very first promotions that booked me when I moved down to Texas was mm -hmm. Wildcat Sports in in New Orleans, and he booked me. And this is word for word what he said. He goes, "I know you sent me some tape. I didn't watch it, but Ray said you're good. So then here it is, right." He said, you got your shot. Cool. That's all I need. Right. By the time I was done and got to the back, he came right up to me and was like, you have a job here as long as you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, these are the kind of people that, you know, and this is why I, I, I tell folks like having talent is good. Having drive is good. Having determination. Fantastic. Having the right people around you mm -hmm. is the best thing that you can do. Because even if, you lack talent, right? But you still have the heart and the drive and, and determine you're going to get opportunities because of the people mm -hmm. that you surround yourself with. That yeah. positive exactly mindset. what you said to me when yeah. I joined. Yeah. It's you were building like, yeah. social capital, right? And one hundred percent. So, I, like, I teach this. Thing. I teach college. Right. I teach this to my students. <laughs> right. Like, I have them make a list. Like, mm -hmm. who do you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know anybody. No, you do. You do. Let's yeah. sit down. Let's. Mm -hmm. This is you know we're a community. Every, no matter what field you're in, no matter what career you choose, you mm -hmm. can be a part of a community. Sure, you can go through life with blinders on, which we know a lot of people do. Right. You know, and they're they're in it for themselves, whatever, me mm -hmm. first. But it doesn't work that way. And like you're you know, you're not gonna get the success or life quality or enjoyment or satisfaction until you say, All right, we're connected in ways that we might not know. So I do, I have my students do I teach diversity classes, so no, that's, that's why and that's uh, phenomenal. you know what I, I say, Who do you know and who's there for you? Who's got your back? Because you know what? Everybody feels like they're alone or everybody needs that connectedness. Let's mm -hmm. let's put it down on paper. So 100 percent. Yep. Yeah, and, and there's that there's that that quote. And I can't remember who 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 it's by, but it stuck with me as soon as I heard it and said, um, you show me a man's friends and I'll show you his future. You know what I mean? 100%. Makes a lot of sense. And something yeah. like I was like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, because yeah. where I'm from, I see people who had so much talent. So much potential. We're so smart. Just stay with the same crowd doing the same mm -hmm. stuff. And if yeah. you know, everybody is not meant to go on the ride with you. Yep. That's that's another that's, thing yeah. that, that I'm that like even now because I'm a loyal guy. I, I want to so bad to just pull everybody. Come on, come on, come on, come yeah, on, yeah. come on. And it's just like, bro, not everybody is meant to go. No, because some people got to want it for themselves, yeah. too, before you can help reach out. And Absolutely. I've learned that as being a, a trainer now and mentor for 20 some years. Mm -hmm. You know, there's I mean, there's there's been guys 
um, I always talk like RJ, the bruiser that he had passed away. He ran MCW for me for the last 10 years and the trainer. And I, we would have these discussions of that. He, he never understood the heartbreak where I'd say like our RJ would say, like, he would say like you, why do you like, I'd say you'll understand as a trainer when you start training some of these kids when they break your heart because you know they have the have all the potential to make it but mm -hmm. they just they don't mm -hmm. want to they don't want to put that work in mm -hmm. like you're reaching out and you know for Khan and Moses but those guys they put the work in they put mm -hmm. the work in here at the fa they built their own foundation mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and put the work in to be able to be in the position to reach mm -hmm. out to you you know like it, you know, and that, and they got to do that first. So they got to be willing to, to put Absolutely. that work in first mm -hmm. to yeah. get that to the next level. You know, Absolutely. So, so you, you mentioned that um, you know, we we got to the heart of who who guided you in the wrestling business, but right. you also asked, you know, uh, you mean in, in life or right, wrestling? Right, right. We'd love to hear about you know early life for Shane Taylor. Did you know when you were a little one you wanted to you know pursue pro wrestling? Or funny story, <laughs> yeah, we want to hear it. Right. Um. So. Nice. I I think this my my life and where I'm at now surprises nobody in my family. I think it's something that they knew was coming. Uh they wow. they didn't know how we'd get here, but they knew this was going to be a thing. Um I actually got kicked out of preschool for wrestling and not and I I I don't mean for a day, like I mean I had to change preschools. Like um <laughs> we are very where I'm from, which is Eastside Cleveland, oh Ohio, it's family over everything, right? Uh, so wrestling was our way of, uh, just like you were saying, um, sorry, just like you were saying, that that protection right, from yeah, other from, things. Uh, yeah. um, grew up, saw a lot of violent stuff, saw a lot of drug stuff, saw, a, I've probably been to over 100 funerals by the time I was 12. Like, people were just dropping yeah. left and right, right? So, but wrestling, and back then there was only like four big shows a year and like we lived very close in proximity. So like each house would get like one big show a year. Mm -hmm. Right. And so while we were there, you know, as long as er, 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 as long as everyone was here, you didn't have to worry about if, if someone was going to make it home or not. You didn't have to worry about if someone was going to get caught, was going to get caught in the streets or get gunned down or anything else like that. Everybody was here. Um, so having that feeling while I'm watching, you know, Guys like The Undertaker, guys like v like Vader on my screen, r watching Ron Simmons. You're like, whoa, this it was it, it was incredible, right? So you take that and you you have this family over everything mindset. So we're in preschool. Me and my cousin Walter, who graduated from Harvard Business School, so that's dope. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, killing it, you know, in the stock game. Um, so there were these kids who were messing with him. We, we weren't having it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we got to, got to working, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, and I remember, uh, him holding him down, me climbing up on top of this table. I have no idea what the teacher was doing this entire time. <laughs> and uh, this is preschool. Yeah. It, okay. We were wilding out. Um, yeah. so I get up on top and I'm like, Hey, elbow from the top, you know, <laughs> And this was no, this wasn't, and this is not the way I know to do it. Yeah, this was, yeah right. You gave him this, an elbow off the Putting yeah, this point up. right right to your chest, homie, boom. <laughs> Dropping this kid, you know what I mean? And <laughs> parents getting called and everybody wanting to sue and all this all other stuff. And I remember th thinking like, yo, we're, we are going to be in so much trouble, right? And then my dad was just like, nah, I'm taking y'all to get ice cream. 
And we were like, what? He's like, no, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. And that's you stuck up for each other. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. And it was dope. Like people still talk about that. So you in guys the were actually the six man tag team champion. <laughs> listen, bro. We I, listen. You guys, they were I, your first, that was your first six. I was a tag. Yeah. I was a tag champ long before <laughs> ROH. You know what I'm saying? But, wow. Uh, yeah. So, but like my family, especially my dad and my uncles and my cousins, are a lot of the reason why um, I'm 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 still here and not you know a product of the system somewhere right, right? because uh it it, it 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 was very easily going that way because of who my family is because of the reputation that we have not all of it good uh, <laughs> pe- people tend to um when when they can't touch the boss they tend to want to try the the next guys right, right? right we weren't having that right so we were going above and beyond to go like nope you ain't getting us either and even my dad was like relax <laughs> you know what i mean like y'all need to chill you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. uh because we were just going that hard you know and he he saw that it was gonna get out of hand very very quickly right so um having the people have having him uh sit me down and and, and just tell me like look um uh, you have the potential to be everything in this life that i couldn't be you have the potential to be a better man than me. You have the you have the potential to be more successful than me. And he's like, if you if this is the life that you want to choose, I will show you how to be the best at that. But you can be more than that. There is no four hundred one k plan here. There is no retirement package. There is this only ends one of two ways, right? Either you either you go to jail, or someone takes you out of here. That's that's the in your whole life is paranoid there is no retirement plan for gangsters right like there's this is the life or you go on and do something else so i was the first member of my family to go to college first member you know i mean to 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 leave and, and do the things that i wanted to do and now i get to travel the world living the dream that got me kicked out of preschool you know what i mean uh, but along the way, at very pivotal points, you had someone mm-hmm. who was just like, eh, go that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, it, it all goes back to the right people around you making sure that you're going to be successful because there's been a lot of times that things could have gone way left. Now, wrestling wasn't the only sport for you, correct? No, it was not. Um, wrestling uh, was, I started in middle school, uh, but you had football, track, mm-hmm. Uh, baseball when I was younger. Um, so I've been very blessed to be around, uh, to be able to learn how to communicate with different people from mm-hmm. all walks of life, all trying to achieve this mm-hmm. common goal as a team. You know what I mean? Which like you were saying only leads back to how things work in real life. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to have the same things in common. You're not going to look the same. You're not going to walk the same, talk the same. So you're going to have to, uh, get along with different people to achieve your goals, which is, you know, what wrestling is. Right. Wow. Life lessons learned from professional wrestling, you know. Uh, That is also a recurring theme on the cast. We're going to delve a little bit deeper after our first Mm -hmm. break here. We're going to hear from Danny Mays, a little station identification, but we'll be right back here with Shane Taylor, the baddest of all time. All time. All right, and we're back with the baddest of all time, mm. Shane. Sounds Taylor. so good. It does. <laughs> so good. How did? What did you uh, come up with your name? Where was the origins of like your name coming up with your name? Uh, 
actually me and my family are all huge boxing fans uh my 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 dad is all army my uncles are all golden gloves so my entire life anybody that knows me or, or or has talked to me for you know you know any amount of time i probably talk about boxing more than anything else um and, and so once i i became comfortable uh with who I am as Shane Taylor, it was trying to figure out how to bring every aspect of my personality out. Um, and I went to what I know best, which is boxing. Um, and so what and who Shane Taylor is, is uh, three different parts of three of my favorite fighters of all time, which are uh, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, and Muhammad Ali. Now, if anybody's fo followed the story of Floyd, you know, he left top rank. Uh, management wasn't doing what he thought they were supposed to. He left, decided to go form Mayweather pro promotions, and now he's the guy, right? He's able to control his own destiny, make his own cash, and, you know, has elevated the sport of boxing to all new heights where $30 million was the base. Now people are looking at $100 million figures because he did that, yeah. right? right. Um, and I challenge anybody like, well, he's not. Listen, <laughs> the I name the, the name of this game Floyd. is longevity and money made yeah. mm -hmm. in any physical combat thing, right? If you look at the the scoreboard of boxing like a like a video game, it reads most money made Floyd, least damage taken Floyd, <laughs> most <laughs> most pay per view buys Floyd. Like it's he's got the number one score on everything. He's the best. He's the final boss. One hundred percent. Yes. Um. So you take his ability to uh, be um, uh, to be controversial, to be uh, polarizing, yeah, uh, and his ability to talk people into a fight, talk people into a building, no matter who his opponent is. You think that person has a shot, like they like they're gonna be the guy that's gonna knock off the king, right? They're not, but that's that's the way it seems. So you take that. You take the in-ring tenacity and the killer in instinct of a Mike Tyson. You apply that. And we all know everybody loved Mike Tyson for his ability to just knock the hell out of people. Oh, my God. Um, I cried when he lost. Bro. Like, I was in high school. I was, like, 16 or 17. I bawled my eyes. It was shocking. It was shocking. Yeah. I was so devastated. Like my friends were making fun of me. They're like, dude, you're, I was I was crying. Was I that loved, Buster Douglas? Bro. When I loved Mike Tyson. There's yeah, only been three times. times that I've ever cried in, in sports. That, when he lost it when, uh, when, when he yeah. lost. Uh when Roy Jones got knocked out by Tarver. Because uh, Roy Jones was my yeah, guy too. Yeah. And when uh Floyd fought Arturo Gotti. And I love Gotti because he like and I, I love them both, but Gotti especially, he just had that heart, man. He he was just gonna go out on his shield but i'm watching the fight and just watching floyd beat the brakes oh, off a guy yeah. and i'm oh, like God, stop brutal. the fight bro like yeah. i'm just he's even floyd is looking like wham lead right are you what like it was just tough to watch you yeah. know what i mean um but to have but going back to what we were saying um so so you have that in-ring killer instinct of a tyson but most importantly for me um is the ability to be a an icon outside of the ring to be able to be that leader that a Muhammad Ali was to be able to let people know this is the platform that I stand on. These are my beliefs. These are my values. This is what I am willing to risk it all on. 
Um, that to me is the most important thing because money, fame, all that stuff is going to come and go, right? Who you are, what you represent and how you carry yourself is everything. Um, so taking all three of those, and then when you look at the name, right, you, you see somebody like Ali and he's the greatest of all time, right? But to me, the greatest is subjective based on the style that you like, right? right? So if we're talking about wrestling, if I'm not a high flyer, but all of your greatest are high, are high flyers, I'm never going to be in right. that in that right. ranking, right. In, in right. That ranking yeah, sure, right? Sure. So for, for me, I'm not out here looking to be the greatest. What I am going to do, though, is be the guy that day in and day out is the first one to show up, the last one in the, one to leave. I'm going to be the one to say the things that other people are scared to say. I'm going to be the one that's going to stand up for things that other people are, are afraid to say anything about. I'm going to be the one that's willing to risk it all every single time and prove that not only can I do it here, but I can do it outside. I may not be your your greatest, but I will be the baddest. And to me, um, having that reputation, not only with the people around me, but the fans and my peers mm -hmm. in this sport means everything because they can look and go, all right, like he's he's the guy. I mean, so, so to have people like the the Briscoes now who I started watching in 2006, 2007, Right. Be able to stand across the ring from them at final battle and, and them go, Shane T's the real deal. You you're the baddest. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's everything. I love those guys too, man. I I funny. I, I still remember them when they were in high school, and we, we could only I, book I them in Delaware. Them, man. I was using them on my show when I wasn't supposed to. Right. Oh, yeah, and they were not 16. in this state. Right. They not were the yeah, and they were sixteen. <laughs> we were using them on shows, and they and they were just such skinny kids, man. Oh my gosh, skinny kids. <laughs> and they little blue. Yeah, they have a like, blue singlet or like something little like plain the, singlet, like high school so, wrestling. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. But they they were just good kids, and I was introduced to them, and like, yeah, man, you'll like these kids, and yeah, we but we run in Delaware, and we. Would use them and their parents, mom and pop Briscoe would help us promote yes. them right there. Yeah, like, but it's oh so gosh, funny. Seeing them Shout out to Big Man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Briscoe. He, uh, right. he, he. I got him involved in a in a show in the night in the nineteen nineties. Remember, we did it at, at, at their high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, yep. Papa Briscoe I, yeah, came in. I've been a mark for him from way right. back yep. then. He, oh, he's best. still he's yeah. still getting involved. Oh, yeah. uh, I, you know, listen, I, mean, just... I saw that promo they did for the Briscoe versus Briscoe yeah. on the farm, uh -huh. and I freaking went bananas when Papa Briscoe yeah. came on. Like, some of, yeah. th some of the greatest compliments that I get, right, uh, will be stuff like that, where like one of the Briscoes will come up and be like, "Hey, my dad loved that," and I was like, "Hey." That's all I need to hear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all I need to hear. Because oh, yeah. if, if if you get that seal, because he's seen everybody, oh, yeah. Yeah. seen everything, seen them all come and go. Yeah. Right. So to have him go stamp that. Yeah. That's that's what I like. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like, all right, we got something. I definitely can empathize with that. You know, just by going by the moniker of legend, I got to be I able mean, to, you know, blow when I'm in that ring and I've got that microphone so that I live up to the namesake. And definitely mm -hmm. the baddest of all time if you got the mm. briscoes and papa briscoe giving you that stamp i mean you know the, they're them boys yeah you know? boys for uh -oh. a and 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 just real quick like their ability to stay the same get evolved oh gosh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i don't yeah. like people give them all the accolades for the for, for for the tag title wins and all that is dope but like their ability to stay the same yet change oh yeah mm -hmm is remarkable yeah you know what and i mean you don't see that from a lot of guys right. in the you business but that have right. that 
You know what I mean? Oh, the oh. first one obviously comes to mind. It's like Undertaker. Of course, yeah. That evolved and just changed that over and was just amazing to stay mm-hmm. on top for 25 years. But, like, I mean? but think of the first right. name that, 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 that you threw out. Like, right. that's, right. we're that's talking, up, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, you're talking. Jericho's another one, yeah, yeah. Your Orton's, your Cena's, your Jericho's. Like, you're talking all-time great. Your Rock's, like, guys that have. Right. That should, you know what I mean? Like, right. so yeah. sh- shout out to them. You can you can look at the Briscoes over the years and you can create a limited edition action figure set right. of each one of them. You know, mm-hmm. there's the Confederate flag era. There's like the uh, Duck Dynasty era. You know, they've mm-hmm. had so many eras. Uh, Jay with the mohawk, Mark Bald, yeah. you know, with yeah. the long hair, you know, yeah. like, and you could just have like sets of them for all over the years, and you could do that with, you know, Undertaker and Jericho. Yeah, and mm-hmm. such good man, that whole family. Oh such gosh, good yeah, people, man. Yeah, you know, really, I love, really, I love the Briscoes. Really people, man. I miss them. Yeah, uh, I want to get, uh, you know, kind of do a acai moonsault off of you know your right. three, <laughs> your three uh, fighters there, and talk about like not being afraid to speak up and say what mm-hmm. needs to be said in life, kind mm-hmm. of like. Uh, the road that Ali followed. Yep. And I want to talk about something that really was just one of the most moving things for me during the pandemic was the Ring of Honor roundtable with mm-hmm. African-American talent. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, when I first heard about it, I kind of resented it a little bit because mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, oh, now Ring of Honor wants to bring this up because it's kind of a, a hot, a hot topic. It's right. a hot button issue right now. You know, no one's doing shows, so, you know, is this just them throwing stuff that sticks against the wall? Right. And I actually spoke with Ian Riccoboni, and he told me that you mm-hmm. really kind of had spearheaded that, and that really kind of put things in perspective for me that this came from a place where knowing, uh, not knowing that you wanted to model the Ali of, like, not being afraid and leading by example mm-hmm. in society uh, because of the life lessons that wrestling can, can kind of teach, uh, but... Just finding out that you were spearheading about it, spearheading that, it really made me feel good on the inside. And I wanted you to maybe speak on, like, how that came to be. If, if you know, MCW Faithful, if you don't know, Ring of Honor did two uh, roundtables uh, during the global gimmick where the focus was really the African-American experience in the professional wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, talking about that, which is something that kind of has gotten glossed over for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you can you talk to our people and talk to us about how that really came to be and how you were instrumental in making it happen? Sure. I mean, um, that was a- an important thing for a lot of us, uh, especially given some of the state of the stigma that ROH has had over the years, you know, and hearing so many times from people who either didn't come there or, or left, like, look, you're not going to change that that place. It's run a certain way. It's going to be run a certain way. They're, they're, like, this is just how it's going to forever be. And my only thought throughout that, throughout hearing those things are like, well, if no one's here to change it, then how does it change? True. 100%. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, if no one is here fighting for this, then it's never going to be the way that we want it to be that we know it can be right um so after um so many situations after the um george floyd cases after all the all the cases like we could sit here all day and, and and name the atrocities that happened right but um after after that um and and seeing just how Ring of Honor has supported, you know, other causes and other things, oh, yeah. you know. Um I I was seeing that a lot of that energy wasn't there, but I wanted it to be. So I made my 
opinions known to those that had the power to change that. Uh, I, I let them know that, hey, this is something that is important to me. It, it's not just important to me, but I'm the one that's going to tell you that it's important and we should probably uh, do a better job of handling this. Um, they were very receptive uh-huh. to, to that, to their credit. Um, and we were able to put together with with uh, Kevin Eck and uh, and others the, this round table to talk about not only the African-American egg experience in wrestling, but in society as well. Yeah. Um, and, and I know we talked about wrestling being an escape, right? But for all, for all those who are listening and going, well, uh, I, I, I don't want to hear about this stuff in my wrestling. It should just be this. Understand something. Other people get to uh, come in here and cut everything off and simply be that character, right? I don't get to turn being black off. Mm-hmm. I have the same exact problems when the light comes on than when it goes off. I'm living in the same place, in the same society. I had to deal with the same issues, right? I could be in full gear traveling down the road. The cop is not going to be like, oh, well, you're a wrestler. Oh, it's okay. Like, no, right. I'm, I'm still who I am. So we don't get the luxury of being able to turn this off when we want to. That's why it's important to be able to address these things in an entertaining way, but be able to address these things, whether the red light of the show is on or it's off or we're having conversations like this, because this this is the time where we have your ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Just like when 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 Colin knelt, it was like, well, why is he doing it there? Because you're paying attention. Right. Absolutely. And and we've talked about this before early on in the in our show history mm-hmm. um we had talked about i i personally feel that people who have a platform and like you said when someone's watching you the eyes are watching you you sh- you kind of have an obligation Absolutely. or a duty to kind of use that you know I mean? if there's something yeah. if your voice can mean something and change something or bring attention to an issue mm-hmm. then i kind of feel like you should like we had mm-hmm. talked about it about uh people uh Showing their vaccination cards, for example, right. you know, uh, it's it's that kind of thing where, well, you do have a platform and you could be the difference. You could make you someone who wouldn't you. previously have heard hear you. Right. You know, you you might just do that. Be that change. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and and what a lot a lot of people have this misconception too that change is supposed to be comfortable. It, it's no. not. Yeah. It, it's the absolute really opposite are, of yeah. that. Right. Change is uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be painful. Right. Because you're used to something going a certain way. But now here you are. You have this now variable that tells, you no, we have to change course. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be uncomfortable, especially if if you're living a way or things are set up around around you and they're beneficial. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I always tell I, I, I tell folks all the all the time. Right. You can not expect people to change the rules of a game that they're winning. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like keep this the way it's going. You know We're coming I mean? out on top. Like, you know? it's like, yeah. like, like, why would I change this? This right. is a good yeah. thing. You're like, well, cool. But if you really think about it, you'd be even more successful if everybody in the game could play. Right. And people miss this it. about like equity, like, well, giving somebody what they need to succeed doesn't take away, doesn't take away what, you from what somebody right. else already has. So if yeah. someone needs more, they need more. It's mm-hmm. not like hard, but there's that kind of mentality and that, you know, resistance that you might encounter, mm-hmm. you know, from people who don't want that change. Well, it doesn't affect me or my life is fine mm-hmm. or, you know what yeah. I mean? Or everything seems OK on my end, you know. It, right. 
you and, know, that was 400 years ago. We're good. No, and, <laughs> no. And, and, and the thing about that is, too, there's so many misconceptions about history because oh. our schools are terrible and don't teach anything of value. Uh, but that's a whole nother issue. Um, <laughs> but people act, act like, well, everything like Harriet Tubman was alive the same like during like Reagan time. Like th- this is not right. hundreds right. of years oh, ago. Right. This, yeah. is, this is current. Like they had like sharecroppers up until like the 1980s mm-hmm. like i i was born in 85 like right. there were still people in the south still doing and very much right. being the, you know what i mean yeah the young girl who was escorted into her school in you know when segregation ended R- she is Ruby in Bridges. her can't yep. give her name uh, sorry she's 60 years old or in her 60s i mean right. this is they, this in, is our lifetime they integrated schools in like yeah. what 65 <laughs> right. yeah like my my yeah. dad was born in 58 Right. <laughs> like this is yeah. not hundreds. Of, this is previous yeah. generation. Like yeah. this is the next generation. Yeah. Right. So like, like it's trying to get people to understand like exactly what we're dealing with in real time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like this is not some. And to be fair, it's it's an incredible amount of, pro- of, of progress in such a short amount of time. But it only lends to to the fact that we have so much further to go. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, just think what would happen. Because there's so many people that say, well, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and even play playing field. Oh, the field. grit ideology. It's oh, like, yeah. listen, I hate yeah. that. if what we're saying is exactly what you're saying, but what we're saying is, hey, let's actually make it fair. Right. Let's actually get an even an even playing field. Let's actually put it to a point where people are going to have to lift themselves up by their bootstraps. And okay, fine. But you can't, just like MLK said, you can't tell a shoeless man to pick himself up by his bootstraps. Everybody needs to have boots. (laughs) Exactly. That's the whole equity thing. Like everybody needs to have boots and laces to be able to do that. You know what I mean? But from my experience, a lot of those people, like a lot of the loudest people uh, against it, are the ones that are the most fearful because they understand that if the playing field gets even, it's not going to be long before they get surpassed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because other people are just hungrier or whatever the case may be. That's what that fear is. If, if I give them this, I'm going to have less because they're going to pass me. But it's like you have to have the same faith in yourself yeah. that you were just telling us to have or it's all... You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, 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 it's all for nothing. So essentially, we're talking like maybe, I don't know, I'm just throwing this number out there, 52 non-of-color WWE champions in the history of the game. One of color champion, well, now two, two. in the history. Three. three. Oh, three. yeah, three. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Bianca. Bianca as well. Three. We need to get 52 so that this thing is balanced. Right. But And I don't think that that'll ever happen. Well, it, I mean, it, it, it's like presidents, right? We're, we're not going to oh, get yeah. 43 other black presidents, right? It's not going to be, be a thing. But what I think is the, the, the best course of action, right? And this is just my personal thing. People can disagree if they want. Um, I think we need to celebrate our wins mm-hmm. and stop trying to deviate uh, especially in the community, in the community, excuse me, in the community of who is this and who is not that, right? A lot of people, for example, like The Rock, tend to try to discredit things that that, that he's done. Like, well, he's this. I, I I I don't care. When when he goes outside, that's who he is, right? We need to celebrate that that win. Everybody that 
can help us take a step forward should be celebrated and they should be ce- and they should be celebrated to the full because they're doing it. You know what? Yeah, I this really hits home not not too long ago and I know we had to take another break shortly. I had um city council president Nick Mosby and the state's attorney general Marilyn Mosby visit my restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them, I was tickled pink uh that I had these high profile of guests that were joining me at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my coworkers were like Oh, I don't care about them. They don't get any special treatment. They're going to wait just like everyone else and just kind of like, you know, from a promoter standpoint or should I say a host standpoint, I'm thinking, let's send these folks winks. This is a good look for us to be attracting this type of clientele Mm -hmm. at our restaurant. And at the end of the day, you know what? Regardless of what their past or the speculation is, they have attained the title of state's attorney general. Mm -hmm. They have attained the Mm -hmm. title of city council president. You have it. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's celebrate that, that we have these, mm-hmm. you know, members of society that, you know, kept themselves on the straight and narrow, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, fell a little bit, but pulled themselves up by the bootstraps or whatever have you. And but made they're it human. To, they're you know, human, right. So let's human. celebrate. And this is, you know, I mean, this is, everybody's going to have flaws, right? right. And and what I, I, I'm saying is you don't have to expect people to be perfect. Right. But what you should be able to do is separate the individual from the achievement, mm-hmm. right? Hundred percent. Yeah. And if and if you're able to do that, you can think however you want to personally, right? But the achievement to be able to then open doors for someone else to be a state's attorney general, yes, just yes. to see that, cons- right? To be able to, okay, hey, like uh, he, he was says he didn't do this, but he was, eh, but now we got this guy who came in behind right. him who's able to do this. Like you right. still have to be able to celebrate all those steps. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of celebrating, when we come back from our break, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about some of your accolades in Ooh. some of the promotions that you've worked for and some of the titles along with the six man tag team champion title that you're publishing over there. <laughs> so stay with us. We'll be right back after these moments. And we're back. Um, I want to, before we get into your accomplishments, um, I just kind of want to go back on what we were talking about before we went to the break because I don't even know, to, to give you a different perspective, I don't even know if you maybe realize one of the things you do that, like I started reading your stuff and following you on Facebook. So I'm a guy that hates political and social stuff being slammed in your throat, but mm-hmm. maybe, but but it's because when it's, if you don't listen, you're a racist, or and it's like right. yelled at you. Right. So the my favorite person on earth that I love, I will support him financially on anything he does. I'm flying to New Orleans because he's doing a show in the in September. Is Dave Chappelle? Mm-hmm. Freaking love him, yeah. and I love him even more when he when he. I love listening to his message, mm-hmm. like when all the George Floyd stuff was going on. I, I, I had to turn it off because it was like fighting too much fighting and screaming. Mm-hmm. But when Dave Chappelle put out his special mm-hmm. to explain his perspective, mm-hmm. not only was I one of tuned in, but it I was like, oh, man, I never there was watching his eight minute bit that he put out explaining yeah. like I was like, oh, man, I get that. Like a, and I, I wanted to hear and I wasn't tuned out because of the way he messages. And I, and I say that because this kind of puts you in high regards mm-hmm. like. I watch and look at all your Facebook stuff because mm-hmm. when you when you talk about uh, racial issues and stuff on your a lot of your posts on Facebook, you're not just screaming at people, but you're explaining how things impact you 
right. and why things should bother. And I, you know, I, that's why I started kind of following your stuff when you talk about it, just cause I was like, Oh, like it, you know what I mean? You're yeah, not yeah. yelling at people and saying, Hey, if you don't listen to this, you're a racist or right. you don't care. You're like, man, this is why, this is why this thing meant something to me. You explain a lot about different things, how they meant to you and, 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 and when you say it in, in the way that you're messaging and delivery, yeah, I think you make people that may in other times tune it out want to say, okay, well, I didn't think about that because yeah. you're not mm -hmm. yelling at people, you know? Like, uh, the, the approach that I try to take, right? Life is about experience, right? It's, it's experience and perspective, right? So being that I played so many sports and I knew so many different types of people, I understand okay, we could be seeing the same thing from two different perspectives, all right? So instead of me yelling at you from my side, let me just have you come over here and see it from my side so you understand why I'm saying this, right? Um, and, and and for me, I try to balance out and just stay neutral. I, I, I try to keep, which is hard because a lot of these things right. are emotional issues. Um, but But I simply try to use historical context in fact to go like look i understand that like for like like the argument people well i didn't own slaves i get it mm -hmm. we understand that's not the issue <laughs> the issue is the way things have been set up systemically right right to where land which is the foundation of, of building generational wealth right uh, yeah. pay gaps uh uh, redlining, redistricting, re reconstruction, all of these mm -hmm. things play a factor into how this gap came to be, right? So, yes, it, it's almost like being born with an inheritance, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, yes, you didn't build the company, but here, here you are with these millions of dollars. And all I'm saying is, hey, you know, the, the system was set up this way. If you allow people if you allow everyone to get back on this track and to get to a point that we talk we as a nation talk about we we are if we actually lived up to our creed you'd be just as just as upset with these things going on absolutely as i am right right you, you can't tell me in one post that you know you're against kneeling for the anthem because you respect the troops and yet Ignore the fact that millions of troops died daily homeless. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You right. can't. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, where where is the line? Like, so yeah, if, if 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 we are arguing one one thing, you have to be consistent with that across the board, yeah. at least when it comes to a conversation with me, mm -hmm. because then you get then you're just picking and choosing, mm -hmm. and then I have to question your motives on why you picked and chose that. Yeah, right. and you know what I'm saying? the picking and choosing is such a crucial thing because we see that on you know some of these highest rated uh, cable television shows mm. where they pick and choose. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking specifically of someone here, but mm -hmm. um, you know. There's a few. Who, who, <laughs> this particular person feels very threatened by, you know, immigrants and so forth, right. changing the status quo, changing the vote, changing the demographics. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, the things that you're saying are rational and should make perfect sense to mm -hmm. most people. But then you have people that come along like that where they've twisted it and distorted it. And they have a genuine fear, I think, of that change that you were talking about earlier. And my question would then be, if all of this ran as perfectly as you say it does, right. why would someone else being in your spot scare you. Yep. 
Exactly. If this all ran as smoothly as you say it does, mm-hmm. if there was no issues, if if race is no longer a factor, if all of these things are no longer a factor, why would you be scared for the power to shift? Right. Right. Because yeah. there's a reason you're afraid, because you know it's imbalanced, because mm-hmm. you know it's in, in right. incorrect. You, you know other people are being pushed down right. and you're afraid of being where they are. And inherently, they believe that they should be up here and other people should be down here. And that's the reality of Which it. Which is and a product of the that, ridiculous education that yep. we are given <laughs> and the uh, revisionist history oh, that we are given. Sure. Because... It shouldn't take a show like Watchmen to teach millions of people that the Tulsa massacres occurred. And And how many people didn't know about that who had never heard that because it wasn't taught in their school? I remember because my my family taught me a good job of teaching me Mm -hmm. these things. I remember asking about that in school and my history teacher not knowing what I was talking about. And from that point on, I I was like, all right. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna learn what I need to pass these tests, yeah. but the rest of this is ridiculous. Right. Like, it's it's but these history is written by the by the victors, and so I'm understanding more as I deal with people, and I tell them like, okay, you you are ignorant to the subject, and I don't mean that right. as a disrespectful thing. It it just means you don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't expect you to argue a a point you're not familiar with. Right. So let me give you the information. Let me give you all of the facts as to why this is the way this is. This is the mm-hmm. entire truth, right? And then you decide. But then after giving you all of that, right, if you believe two and two is five and I give you all of the information as to yeah. why two and two is four and you still want to tell me it's five, hey, think five all you want. I'm right. out of this conversation. You've done yeah. the best I, you yeah. can do. There's nothing yeah. else for me it's, to do here. You've done. Right? You you have now chosen to to have that cognitive dissonance right. is there. You no longer want, you just want to stick, hey, yeah. do your thing. Yep. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. This is, this is why I'm not active on social media because I get mm. in these, you know, back and forths or I see or I read things and I'm just like, I can't, like, I just can't deal with this. Like, I don't know. And because, like, what I do in my real job is, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, it, it has a high emotional investment mm-hmm. and I am very committed to it. So I try to conserve my energy, but you're right. If you believe mm-hmm. two plus two is five, it's very unlikely that I am going to change your but mind or you're going, going to. I'm going to tip the scales right. because your grandma and, and, and grandpa, right. they told you that it was five. Right. It's like, well, yeah, but they were in the same, they have the same ignorance that you did. I right. understand. They, right. they, but they were wrong, too. It doesn't make them bad people. Yeah. It just means that they didn't know. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. And everybody was lied to. But here we are telling you, OK, hey. Right. If we all get on the same page, we can fix a lot of these issues yeah. just with the people. Yeah. And then how much better is it going 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 to be when we can all look and go, "Okay, well there's no reason for us to really be arguing about uh, 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 like there's no reason for us to argue here. Hey, why are there three dudes going to space? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like right. There's like world hunger, but these guys are just going in into space with phallic rockets. All right, we're right. okay. All right. <laughs> But, you know, it is what but it is. Hell this of a question. Go, this could go a whole different direction, 100%. obviously. And we could go yeah. on for hours. But, All day about this. You know, oh, how, how much of it do you think that, that this is where I just I just don't believe that a lot of the politicians really want to fix all these things. They I believe they oh, use no, them as issues that. to continue to be elected on. And that's yeah. what's frustrating. Brother. And, and you feel like when the I feel like when the younger politicians come along that you can tell like they seem sincere 
you know, with whether you go to like, you know, both like a AOC or like on the mm-hmm. Republican side, like a guy like Dan Crenshaw, that's a seal mm-hmm. and you they're like they kind of get snubbed out. Like yeah. they kind of get shut down. Right. Like you can whether it's both sides, you feel like, man, they seem sincere about what their beliefs are, but they yeah. just get snubbed. Just like I said, you know, down. no right. one is going to change the rules of a game that they are winning. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Someone has to come in and go, ah, no, man, we're changing these rules. Like, because it works for yeah. me. The whole we're game is here. the whole game is rigged. We have to change the rules. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. well, I'll tell you a game that, you know, whether it be rigged or not, the game of, of pro wrestling. And, and we wanted to come back and talk about some of the right. accolades. Great you know? segue. Great. Well, segue. You know, Great I, segue. I, I want to get a full start. True professional. It's okay. Stay on target. Stay on target. Um, <laughs> Usually that's true, me. Like, I'm, I'm the traffic director. So mm-hmm. thank you, Larry. But, but we do, we do want to talk about some of the but accolades. But this was a good conversation. It was. It was you great, know, yeah, it's part of the reason that we talk. Yeah. But we want to talk about some of the things that you have accomplished. In your career to date, come on now. There was there was a time where um when we first met, I believe it was 2015. Our format says 2014, but I think it was May of 2015 Mm -hmm. uh, that you and I first came across each other's path. And at the time, you were a member of a tag team called the Pretty Boy Killers. Mm. And uh, this is Ring of Honor uh, Amarillo, Oklahoma tour 2015. And uh, at every Ring of Honor show, there are individuals that are there that are looking for opportunities or have been told just show up. I right. was one at one to that area when they go to different towns. Exactly. Yeah. Just show up. You got to be seen. You got to, you know, we've got to take a look at you. And I will never forget the time that mm-hmm. I saw you and a man that we are familiar with by the name of Keith Lee mm-hmm. uh, in, in Amarillo, Texas for that tour, uh, looking for that opportunity. Um, nothing happened that night, but the mm-hmm. next night in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor show there, there was a, a match that y'all were involved in. We finally got our first uh, taste of Shane Taylor in Ring of Honor wrestling. Yeah. Um, man, it was it, it was so wild because I had done a few darks prior to that. Okay. Um, and each time uh, had good feedback, but then it was just, you know, just not right now. And so we'd go back to the lab with Ray and we go back, go back to the gym and work. And what we uh, what we did was make sure everything that I was told to to correct. By the time I came back for the next loop, I had fixed those things. And so then it it was just checking things off a list at that point. Right. So the first two or three matches I had had, um, they liked what what they saw was getting better they could see that i was listening that i was coachable so that played a big part uh, and then once uh me and keith got the suits and we walked and we walked in i remember Kel- kevin kelly walking past us turning around and going i like this and and from that point on like we had like they knew they had something to work with so that that's a huge huge call out and um mm-hmm. you know not to reveal too much behind the scenes but uh, our director of of the uh the cast here a few weeks back uh i saw him and he was like just dressed to the nines and i said what are you doing and he's like hey man it's a show date and yeah. it, it it gets you so far <laughs> leo rush did it adam cole did it and i Kikoa. remember yeah. Yep. Kikoa, Kikoa, yeah. We says, talked about yeah. it with him. And I it's all about looking the part. Are you here to work? Are you here to look like a professional? Are you taking this seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 a point you that you pointed out from a, a promoter and all for, you know, twenty five years and wrestler myself, I'm not gonna throw a couple guys under the bus, but I, I know two guys that what you said about when they when you went and you and you went back to the lab and they, they said this is some things you could work on and you mm-hmm. changed those things when you went back. 
I have had, there's a couple guys that are wrestling that have probably not had opportunities with the major companies, but could have had them because they were told things like, hey, you know what, like drop 10 pounds and get some abs. The ne- and then and they've and I've had these conversations and I'm like, okay, so the next time you went back to WWE, what happened? You know, and they're like, oh, they you know busted my chops about my gut stone. Like, so you didn't drop the ten pounds and have abs when you went back four months later for the next? You know, like no. And I'm like, why? You're not coachable. <laughs> right. You're not, not trainable. Yeah, like, you, you know, like that's prob that's probably why they blew you off. Yeah. Like they told you what to do, and I'd say those guys there and the producers and all there. They deal with whether it's WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW, those bigger companies. They're telling you that because they like you enough to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, this is, you know what? You, you don't stand out here. You know, you know what I mean? But if you dropped and you could see your abs and, and I'm, it's, it blows me away that like, so you, you're telling me you couldn't lose 10 pounds of body fat in four months the next time you went back to the <laughs> tapings and you didn't listen? You know, to a road dog, like yeah, right, yeah, one right. of the producers, like, you so you went back to road dog and, and he's, he's busting your chops about your gut. He's telling you, Hey man, I told you what to do. Right. And you didn't do it. Right. So now I don't take you serious. Yep. I mean, and, and you know what I mean? And it's absolutely. Such a, it's like, and there's what? a lot of these things yeah. that like, these are, these are tests that people yeah. like to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and what, and whether it be stuff like that. Or so, sometimes people just like to see what your reaction is going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Body language, how you carry yourself, all these things. A guy like like The Miz, right? He's successful because he's phenomenal at what he does. But his trait that I see is no matter what he's given, no matter what he is told to, to do, he goes out and puts his all into it. 100%. Putting Bobby Lashley over was a perfect example. It puts his all and people into like, it. Oh, like, no, yeah. man, that's a guy that so, will always have his job. He'll always be making money. Because like, people know, okay, just, listen, it doesn't matter. We could give him, hey, your job is to carry all of this stuff around everywhere you go. Okay. And he'll find an entertaining way to do it and be the best, you know, best, you know, whoever that he has to be. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? So it's like a lot of these things, whether they take you off TV or they take you off the road or they have you lose 80 matches in a row, they're, everything is a test to see if they can break you, what your breaking point is, how far can they push you, do you stand up for yourself? Like everything is yeah. up in the air to see who it is they're working with, right? Because if they're going to entrust the future of their company to somebody, they need to be able to know what makes you tick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are is is the weight of the situation too much? Is the are are the lights too bright? Will you fumble? Mm-hmm. All all of those things are tests. So if if you have something like that and they go, "Okay, hey, well he didn't listen. He he's going to fumble. If he can't handle this, there's no way he handles a mania press tour." Right. right. You know what I mean? Like so a lot of people just have to and those tests happen for years, even if you're after you're there. Like not just getting in. Those they, they tests still yeah. happen now. Yeah. Those yeah. Te- those tests happen to me daily. Yeah. Right. And and there's situations that I come across and I'm gonna ha- that I go okay. I could react one way. That's not going to be the uh, the best course of action for where I need to be. So let me change gears. Mm-hmm. Let me go through things through the proper channels. Let me address my concerns and let me figure out things the way they need to be done on this side of it. And most of the time that works. And if that doesn't work, I'll just go, okay, I'll just do it myself 
but then don't come to me later going, well, why did you No, Cause I gave you the chance to do that. You said no, or you were stalling. So I handled mm-hmm. it. Right. Which to me shows initiative on every, on everything. I, I, I don't have to wait for you. I'm not going to wait for you. I, I'm going to do what I feel is right. And, um, and, and put my all into it. Just like, you know, just like everybody should. 100%. Yeah. Wow. And, and that kind of attitude and mentality is what's clearly pushed you to the success and, that you're and, having. And clearly why yeah. you're continuing to climb. The exactly. Water. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Trying, A role yeah. model for others, really. Yeah. I, I, I avoid that. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, no, no, no. Excuse me. And I can't talk. Sorry. Um, it's because with that comes an expectation that you're infallible. Right. I see what you mean. And, and that's, that's not something that I am. Right. People know where I'm from. I have my demons. I have my vices just like everybody sure. else. A lot of people uh, agree with the things that I say on certain issues. Right. So we galvanize on that point. Mm-hmm. T.I. made a great, uh, a great point that says, I am not a role model. I'm a real model. Oh, I like that. To go, I, I'm going to show you what is possible, but do not think like I'm, I'm no different than, than mm-hmm. you are. I am just like you. Yeah. Right. I just happen to be in this lane. So don't expect you know, to never be disappointed. Don't expect to never, you know what I mean? Like we're going to disagree. I'm going to think differently. Uh, uh, we're not yeah. always going to be right here. Right. right. But as long as you can un- understand my intention for mm-hmm. everything and where I'm trying to go, then we'll be good. That makes a lot of sense. I mm-hmm. really like the way you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the accolade, you know, we, we spent a lot of time here talking about a lot of different things, but uh, accolades was the name of the, name of the game. So started out there, uh, made a, a huge impression um, you're off of the strength of the way you look. I remember that match mm-hmm. um, and it bought the house down. Um, you know, I don't I think it may be Dirty Andy Dalton was one of the mm. the guys you fought and someone else. Um, um, and then you found yourself you found yourself signed by by ROH, but mm-hmm. you found yourself signed by ROH. But your partner mm-hmm. uh, that we kind of, that made that huge first impression mm-hmm. was no longer a part of the equation. Right. What was that like? It was awkward, but there was still like this calmness, right? Be- because me and Keith had talked he explained to me some of his issues some of the um some of the uh thoughts that 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 he had dealing with every situation that he had right um and 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 for me because he was already kind of under that umbrella for a while Mm -hmm. uh so for for me i flat out told him i was like "Hey, hey man look it's my job to be a star with you here or without you here right so you have to do what's best for you and your family you make that choice regardless i shouldn't be a factor in that equation that is your choice to make for your family right i'm never going to be like well what about that's right, you got to right. make that that choice right if i if i was in that spot i would make that choice right so it's my job to uphold myself w- whether you're here or whether you're not right and talking to kevin kelly again you know what i mean he was like um when when he talked to me he made it very clear he was like look I know things are up in the air, but I want you to know that this is your deal. not And it's not a your deal if he stays. No, this is just your deal, right? That you don't have to worry about. You earn this and you're going to get this regardless of how this shakes out, right? So there was some nerves there, but overall it was calmness because it was like he's got to do what he's got to do. They've already told me that, you know, I've, I've earned this. Right. 
And so now it's just on me to go out and do what I've been doing for years. And that's just proving myself. And I'll bet on me every single time. Absolutely. And all right. So moving on from there, I remember, you know, from an office standpoint, because I was still working at ROH, I as well was nervous for you mm -hmm. um, because I was like, you know, we kind of can't lock Keith down, but we got Shane. I was hoping um, also not really being a flyer in the wall, but they weren't going to pull that from you. Like mm -hmm. we only want the package, but it wasn't long before you did get signed that you found yourself in another faction mm -hmm. with uh, Kenny King, Reptitus mm -hmm. and Caprice Coleman, the rebellion. Mm -hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that where you saw the, the TV title reign? Was that with them or did no, that no. come from that? That sprouted after that. Okay. Um, but the rebellion, and I will say to this day, like you can see a lot of STP yes. and what the rebellion was trying to do, right? And I will say forever, the rebellion was about two, three years before its time, yeah, right? It, yeah. it, it just missed, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because if that would have hit in today's era, Oh gosh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it, it just missed the, the it militant, just missed, you know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and it's just like, a, yeah. it was just one of those things that, being with them, especially at that time where I was kind of just like, what do I do? Uh -huh. Right. Uh, Rhett, Kenny and Co and Caprice were able to help me dodge a lot of those landmines that I didn't know that I was about to step mm -hmm. on. Right. Yeah. So, again, having the right people right. around you, uh -huh. being able to go, ah, nah, not right there. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. Like <laughs> feeling a certain way. And, and me, I, I am a I am a confrontational person in a good way, though. Right. Like if we have an issue and we have to work. Right. I'm not going to tiptoe around you for six months, hoping that this never has to be a conversation. I'm going to go, hey, Larry, what's the deal? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. like we're, we're going to have this conversation because we have to be around on each other yeah, for a long time. Yeah, we have to work. We, you know what I mean? So that's that's who I am. And some people are used to that. Some people aren't. You know what I mean, so that can come off as being aggressive if people aren't used to someone coming directly at them yeah. right so moments where i was like let me go they're like you don't want to talk to him right now <laughs> let's let you cool down yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean come come at this a different way right perspective come in like like this and i was able to go okay all right and then they, they kind of taught me some of the finer points of the game right um and a lot of those lessons i now carry into what i do with stp having that same attitude having that same uh unapologetic streak of knowing who we are knowing what we represent knowing who we do it for um and like i tell people all the time you know we're for everybody right mm -hmm. we want everybody to be able to to be a fan to enjoy us to go on this ride with us enjoys the ups and the downs but we aren't for everybody mm -hmm. <laughs> right. you know what i mean like um uh, Maybe you may, maybe you have no problem with the message. You just don't like the messenger. That's fine. But we're going to keep delivering the same message. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome yeah. co topic of conversation. Yeah. Here. Um, the TV title did happen after the, re yes, the rebellion. Was that a was that a tournament? Or no, that was War of the Worlds tour. Uh, we were in Toronto. I want to say May 2019 uh, four four way match with then champion Jeff Cobb, Brody King. And Hiroki Goto, uh, Go Goto, who had beaten me previously in a singles, Cobb, who had beaten me on two occasions in a singles match, uh, and once in Philly, and then at the I want to say the Best in the World pay per view in in Vegas, which was my very first singles match on pay per view. Mm -hmm. um, 
out of, out of like four or five years being with them. You yeah, know that I mean? was about four so, years later. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So uh, it was funny because uh, so we have the match with Cobb in Philly and people think like the momentum started there. But actually, it was the match that I had with Hangman Page prior to that. So I had a great match with Hangman Page that carried me into the match with Cobb. And that day I told him, I was like, hey, man, uh, I have a chip on my shoulder today and I have a point to prove. So just so you know, that's what I'm coming into this with. And he was like, cool, let's do it. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's all you need to say. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that was what it was. And I had, you know, the I, I spent like six weeks in, in the UK, had that buzz. So by the time contracts came, came around, there was buzz here. There was buzz internationally. Everything sort of came into place mm -hmm. at the right time. Uh, and then that fostered into the TV title run. Uh, which a lot of people are saying that it was their favorite run, mm -hmm. you know, in history other than Jay Lethal's, yeah. which is high praise. Yep. Um, and, and to be one of only three African-Americans to ever win the championship in the 20-year history of the company, that means the world to me. And I knew once I won, something clicked in me immediately because I looked back um, and in that venue and you could, couldn't see them because they were farther in the back, but... There was a group uh, of, of black fans there, probably like like 20, mm -hmm. right? And while e everybody throughout was either cheering or booing or kind of like in, in shock, like, oh, I can't believe you won, they were absolutely losing their minds. And I mean, like, you would have thought Prince walked on stage. They were crying. People were holding up. There, And I knew right then, okay, this is bigger than me. This is like, this is, I this run needs to be something that people can hold on to mm -hmm. right and and after that ended it was like okay what's the next thing right that next mountain is achieving that thing that only one other person has in the 20-year history of, of roh and that's the ring of honor world title uh so for me um everything that i've done now everything that i'm gearing up for helping my guys along all of that is getting me in a position to capture the top prize uh, not only in in ROH, but what should be the top prize in all of pro wrestling, which is the Ring of Honor World Title, um, and give Jay Lethal some company on top of that mountain. Well, I can tell yeah. you, I can't wait for that day. I was in the uh, Terminal Five when Jay Lethal took the World Championship from mm -hmm. Jay Briscoe at that uh, Best in the World, I think it mm -hmm. was, and um, there there weren't there weren't twenty. African-American fans or color fans together, yeah. but there were pockets right. around the place, and that same impact mm -hmm. was had on them. And, um, yeah, I just thank my lucky stars that that can actually that can happen in this day and age. Right. Um, and also um, in, in your accolades that you've achieved. And I have no doubts that one day we'll be hearing the great Bob, Bobby Cruz mm -hmm. announce your winner and new <laughs> And I just hope to be somewhere in the building like I was when Jay was there, was right. Jay was winning, um, to be there for that moment. It's gonna be awesome, indeed. I, I was close, and then Kenny, you know what I mean. But yeah, we'll 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 come back to that. <laughs> right. All well, right. Well, six yeah. man tag team champion, TV champion. Um, mm -hmm. got got aspirations to get that that big belt. Um, Dan, what were you yeah, going to go into? I was just going to say thanks so much again for yeah. coming in. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. You know, and for yeah, it was a great yeah. conversation. And again, for for being a mentor to our kids. Absolutely. You know, Con and Moses. They and make it easy, man. To help them, they make it easy. You know, so yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. That's right. Well, for uh, 
our our guest, the leader of STP Promotions, the baddest man of all time, Shane Taylor, Dan McDevitt, and the heart of MCW, Tara. I'm Larry Legend. We'll see you next Tuesday for another exciting edition of the MCW Cast.